Virtual Legality is a YouTube video series with audio podcast versions presented as commentary and for education and entertainment purposes only. It does not constitute legal advice and does not create an attorney-client relationship. If you have legal questions about the topics discussed, please consult your own legal counsel. Honestly, you don't want to be taking generic legal advice from a YouTube channel or podcast in any event. On with the show. Good evening, and welcome to a late-night special edition of Virtual Legality here on the weekend. I'm your host, Richard Hogue, managing partner of the Hogue Law Business Law Firm of Northville, Michigan. And today we're going to do what is hopefully going to be a fairly brief follow-up on yesterday's episode, in which we discussed a story that was developing yesterday morning about whether or not Electronic Arts had forced one of its game-changer YouTube reviewer-streamer-type folks to remove a set of disclaimers from their video and or change other aspects of their video because it was overly negative uh, to the game that was launching yesterday, BioWare's Anthem. Uh, And we have a little bit more information on that now, thanks to the great work. I know I've talked about this site before and I've talked about this author before, but the great work from GameDaily.biz and the follow-ups they did all throughout yesterday, and I followed this uh, pretty significantly on my Twitter and my social media, as this was happening, uh, the author here, Mike Futter, and I have worked on a number of articles for uh, Game Daily Biz and for Variety, uh, and uh, he's really great at, at following up on these things and very knowledgeable about the, the business areas, has contacts with Electronic Arts and otherwise, and was able to suss out some of the reasoning that Electronic Arts gave for this. And as we suspected, if you watched that episode yesterday, and I still highly recommend it because there's a lot to unpack there especially as we move forward in 2019 with companies becoming more and more enmeshed with the use of influencers, with the use of these individuals, really, uh, that have these kinds of grassroots groups that are following them either on Twitch or on Facebook or on YouTube or any other number of uh, areas. And the article here talks about electronic arts believing that the thing that was discussed yesterday was a little bit different than what the streamer claimed it to be. Uh, And that makes a lot of sense. As we talked about yesterday, there was still a lot of things unfolding. There was a lot of questions to be answered. Uh, And as it turns out, at least from Electronic Arts' perspective, uh, the full story was not given. Uh, And I think it's an interesting one, at least what they're claiming. And I want to talk about it just a little bit. And I want to talk about what it means uh, in respect of the video that actually went up. Uh, as well as the FTC endorsement guides, which we have discussed on uh, the last episode and on the episode regarding Apex Legends, both Electronic Arts products. So let's talk about this article and the update. It says, EA, YouTube creator's Anthem video removed for disclosure failure, not content. Now, if you remember from yesterday's video, that was the claim that their community manager made, that there was something wrong with the disclosure that the streamer had made, and that's why it was taken off. However, if you also followed that video yesterday, you know that the result was that the streamer YouTuber uh, wound up stripping the Game Changers disclosures and now currently has a video up which talks about nothing from uh, Electronic Arts sponsorship. It doesn't talk about anything being promoted, anything sponsored, anything paid for. It doesn't talk about him being involved in the Game Changers. It's just a negative review of Anthem. 
And one of the questions that was raised there is, it seems pretty clear that he got his copy of Anthem from Electronic Arts for free. We're going to look at his tweets, but he clearly also has additional copies that he's giving away. So he's received perks from Electronic Arts, and those aren't disclosed at all in the current video, and whether or not that's an issue. The caption to the photo reads, EA rebuts YouTuber creator's GGG Man Lives allegation that he was blacklisted for being too honest in his Anthem critique. And again, we talked about this yesterday, but I don't think there was ever a real concern that he was blacklisted. I don't think most companies in the modern day and age are foolish enough to have a formal blacklist or anything like that. They might have some documents of people they don't like, or at least people that they're going to give access to last. And if they run out of copies or codes, hey, well, you didn't get a copy or code because you don't treat us fairly, or you don't give us constructive or honest criticism. Uh, But outside of that, I think there's still a story here. So here's the update. EA has shared additional information with Game Daily related to the GGG Man Lives Anthem video and the allegations that EA had it removed for negative content. EA runs two separate programs for influencer and content creator videos. Game Changers is the unpaid program that will cover expenses to EA events, but as we know from the Apex Legends launch, EA also does directly sponsor influencers to generate content. And we saw this yesterday on the page of the Game Changers site, that there is this bifurcation of what they do. There are these two separate areas that they have. Essentially, we're actually going to pay you money or we're actually going to give you perks. We're going to give you codes, things of that nature. And the Game Changers program is supposed to be for the perks. You get to go on trips. You get to go to events. You get to help with the design. You get codes. You get access to previews. That's that exclusive access that we talked about yesterday. The second paragraph of this article goes on and says there are two separate watermarks that are used in these instances. For Game Changers, the watermark says, presented by Game Changers. That's the watermark GGG Man Lives used in the past and told Game Daily was present on his original video before it was re-uploaded. The other watermark used when there's a sponsored content agreement and money changes hands is sponsored by EA. All checks out so far. Those are the two different programs that they run under kind of the Game Changers initiative. It's sponsorship and it's Game Changers programs. The third paragraph, EA has confirmed to Game Daily that it specifically requested that GGG Man Lives replace the presented by Game Changers watermark on the video with the one that reflects sponsorship because that was the relationship for this content. He previously published another video from an event EA hosted in Tokyo with the Game Changers watermark that he says met EA's approval. I'm not sure what that last sentence actually changes. There are certainly instances where this particular streamer and YouTuber has uh, presented by Game Changers watermarks on their videos, including a video that was just a week or two ago on the preview copy that he received for Anthem that says presented by Game Changers. And he talked about the Anthem game uh, because he got that access, because he got that early uh, code and was part of the Game Changers program in respect of Anthem. The next paragraph of the article, in a conversation on Twitter via direct message, GGG Man Lives confirmed to me, the author, that he did receive compensation for this video, but claims it was under the Game Changers program, which EA told Game Daily in a comment earlier does not support review videos. As stated in the original story below, EA does not typically pay Game Changers more than a small stipend for incidentals when flying them out to events. GGG Man Lives has also tempered his assertion that EA has definitely blacklisted him with, I assume that relationship is severed now, he told me, which all makes sense. But getting back to what they are actually saying here, Electronic Arts' position 
is that they paid this person for this review and that he should have actually had a heightened disclosure requirement rather than just saying presented by Game Changers. He should have said sponsored by EA. The issue that I have with this, looking at this, and the fact that still doesn't ring entirely true to me, although this story makes sense in hindsight, is that the video that currently is up and that you can check out, I'll link to this just like I linked to it in yesterday's video, doesn't have any disclaimers at all. It's a 12-minute video. It doesn't talk about being sponsored. It doesn't talk about being paid for, about being an ad, about his receiving a copy of Anthem or other copies of Anthem uh, to give away, the fact that he's had access to Anthem for more uh, and, and more exact access than other people would have been able to have due to the Game Changers program. It doesn't talk about any of that. It looks... For all the world that doesn't know this history, that doesn't know this streamer, if they just find it in the YouTube algorithm, it looks for all the world like it's just an independent person that bought Anthem and didn't like it. Now, I do think practically speaking, if you're going to be that negative about a product, there probably isn't the practical risk uh, that the FTC and the advertising laws are worried about, about someone confusing the nature of the article for being something that was paid for uh, by the electronic arts of the world. But the question still remains, if he received money for it, if he had signed a contract uh, and it was supposed to say sponsored by EA, why doesn't this new video say that? Uh, and the answer might well be after all of this brouhaha yesterday morning, the contract was effectually terminated and he didn't get paid for it. And so there doesn't need to be that disclosure. However, I do think there is still that question. You still see him on Twitter. We're going to look at his tweets in just a second. Giving away copies of Anthem, you still see he had this close relationship with Electronic Arts. And the rules, the regulations uh, of the FTC and the advertising and sponsorship rules uh, aren't, aren't, that, aren't that clean. They don't say, hey, if you're going to make a negative review, you don't need to disclose it because nobody's going to be harmed necessarily by the fact that they don't know that you got a copy from the, the publisher or from the manufacturer. That's really not a delineation. That's not a difference that the rules make uh, because that's a hard one to make, especially if you think about reviews that are potentially tepid uh, or kind of uh, wishy-washy as to whether or not it's good or bad. Uh, does that need exposure? or does that need uh, to have something disclosed about the advertising relationship? So instead, the FTC rules just really don't get into it. They say, hey, if you received a copy, if you received perks, you got to disclose something. And right now, no disclosure lives on there. Uh, finishing up the, the update to the article, in his re-uploaded video and in his tweet predating the upload, GGG Man Lives is confident EA blacklisted him. I had to re-edit my original review for Anthem because it was deemed too negative. And I guess on top of that, I've been added to the long list of blacklisted YouTubers. That was his comments before all this happened. Now, the one thing I do think is a problem for him and certainly raises my eyebrow and gives me a bad gut feeling about this person in general and this story that he has given the internet and the world is this last line in this update, which says, GGG Man Lives declined to share the contract he signed related to the videos or his correspondence with an EAPR representative in which he says that he was told to remove the video for its contents. Now, I do think that gives a bad gut feeling. I do think that raises an eyebrow as to what's happening here. I will say, however, uh, that certainly that contract very likely had confidentiality requirements, including uh, requirements related to the terms of the contract. Uh, that would certainly be normal for the kinds of agreements that I draft in these situations, especially when you're talking about uh, codes and licenses, and uh, especially when you're making uh, statements uh, on behalf of another. There would be a lot of uh, language in the contract regarding what you can and what you can't say uh, about the relationship. 
So it's possible that in a, uh, an overabundance of caution, he simply doesn't want to share these communications or was told by Electronic Arts or reminded by Electronic Arts of his confidentiality obligations and doesn't want to uh, overstep those because uh, as we've talked about on any number of videos in virtual legality and help us out Hogue or otherwise, uh, you don't want to mess with large corporations that can afford uh, to really mess up your life, even if you might well be on the right side of the, the contract language or the law, uh, because there's a lot of things that can be done in a litigation context uh, that can be problematic, even if you would ultimately win at the end of the day. Uh, and so it's possible that he's looking at a confidentiality provision and just says, hey, I don't want to deal with electronic arts. I don't want to make them mad at this point. Uh, but certainly on the other side of the spectrum, one does look at a line like that and say, well, I'm not sure it's terribly likely that the correspondence with the PR representative was covered by that confidentiality. And it sounds very, very much likely to me that electronic arts wouldn't be silly enough to say, hey, that's too negative, take it down. Uh, they probably would have used other language. And so the correspondence specifically doesn't back up the full breadth of what he was saying on the internet yesterday, which doesn't surprise me at all. There's, there's no blacklist. I'm sure they didn't say they blacklisted him or anything like that. Uh, but there are certainly ways to, to apply subtle pressure uh, and to uh, otherwise get the lawyers involved uh, in a manner that can uh, subtly or not so subtly imply that you could be in trouble if you do uh, one or another thing. Uh, so I think at the end of the day, I think this is a story that at least holds water for what Electronic Arts is saying. I will tell you personally, I still have a, a little bit of a, a gut feeling that something smells fishy here, if only because uh, this final story that was released really close to the end of the day yesterday uh, for Electronic Arts is a story that makes Electronic Arts basically look good. Um, they had a situation where if everything is as they say it to be, they told this person they needed to disclose more. Hey, if you're going to make this negative review, actually have to tell people that we paid for it. You have to give more information. And there's really no reason that I can come up with. And I'd be happy for you to add it to the, the dialogue in my comments or conversation or otherwise, if you have some ideas that I don't have uh, about why GGG Man Lives wouldn't be willing to do that extra disclaimer, especially if he's getting paid for it. And I also don't understand why yesterday Electronic Arts wouldn't have made that clarifying remark without Mike Futter and Game Daily Biz having to dive deep and get these comments from Electronic Arts over the course of the entire day, if it's a story that makes them look so good. Whenever I see that, we talked about that in the video yesterday, I think, okay, there's a little bit more going on here. I'm not a conspiracy theorist. I don't think there's cabals of smoky rooms and people exchanging money and creating big time problems. But I do think the story isn't 100% as we're seeing it here uh, because it just doesn't make that much sense to me. Uh, and if it's a simple miscommunication, it seems like a hard one to have uh, that you need to have this say sponsored. You're not going to have it say sponsored and then it goes up. And it still doesn't make sense to me how the solution to this particular problem, if this is exactly as Electronic Arts says it was, is to have a video go up with absolutely no disclaimer whatsoever. If Electronic Arts required a disclaimer and now it doesn't have a disclaimer, what changed? And if something did change, that should have been a part of this story. If there was a contract and it was terminated as part of this issue, Electronic Arts knows full well that terminating a contract, terminating a sponsored arrangement with someone is going to have a negative look for them, is going to look 
at least somewhat, like if you say negative things about our video game, we're going to terminate the sponsorship we have with you. And if so, that's what happened behind the scenes. That's a story in and of itself. And it's one that's going to happen more and more in 2019 and on. Because as we saw with Apex Legends, the influencer group, those those people that are streaming and have these close relationships with millions and millions of followers are are quickly becoming more important than the old line media guard, the, the video games journalists were uh, back in the day. And so you are going to have these lines be blurred. And this is an important discussion, uh, regardless of the specific details here, which I still think are a little bit murky and we probably won't get additional transparency on. Uh, with that being said, I just want to talk about the few things I talked about earlier on, uh, which is the notion that GGG Man Lives uh, clearly is still affiliated with Electronic Arts or was before this review went up. You can see here, here's his Twitter feed. It talks about, uh, hey, dude, you won, going to send you the code soon. Hey, mate, can you direct message me so I can send you your Anthem code? Uh, congrats, mate, you have been chosen. This all relates uh, to a giveaway that he had done for Anthem codes that he received. It looks to me like from EA Australia. They are uh, linked on the, the Twitter stream. But he clearly had these perks. He was part of the Game Changers program that was disclosed as part of the preview. Uh, and so the fact that he now has a review of the product that doesn't say anything about an affiliation with Electronic Arts, I think does run afoul of at least the spirit of the FTC guidelines. And on that note, I wanted to talk about one last thing with respect to those guidelines, and that's the obligations of the advertiser. The advertiser in this context is Electronic Arts. Uh, and so we're back in the endorsement guides that we've talked about on a number of videos now. And it says, our company uses a network of bloggers and other social media influencers to promote our products. We understand we're responsible for monitoring our network. What kind of monitoring program do we need? Will we, be, will we be liable if someone in our network says something false about our product or fails to make a disclosure? And the FTC's answer is, advertisers need to have reasonable programs in place to train and monitor members of their network. The scope of the program depends on the risk that deceptive practices by network participants could cause consumer harm, either physical injury or financial loss. For example, a network devoted to the sale of health products may require more supervision than a network promoting, say, a new fashion line. Video games are definitely closer to the fashion line end of the spectrum. You can't really die uh, from a bad video game, but you can lose 60 bucks. Here are some elements every program should include. One, given an advertiser's responsibility for substantiating objective product claims, explain to members of your network what they can and can't say about the products. For example, a list of the health claims they can make for your products, along with instructions not to go beyond those claims. Which makes sense. You can't have people out there in the marketplace lying about your product. This cures cancer. Uh, certainly, if Apex Legends or Anthem cured cancer, you could say that, but it would be a lie as far as we know right now. Number two, instruct members of the network on their responsibilities for disclosing their connections to you. And we saw this in the Game Changers website yesterday. Electronic Arts, to their credit, seems to take great care in making sure that the disclosures that they think are required by the FTC and by other countries' laws are made. They have these requirements. That's the claim that they're actually making was violated by GGG Man Lives in this particular circumstance. So they seem to be making that obligation in the general aspect. Number three, periodically search for what your people are saying. Periodically is interesting there. The FTC isn't requiring everybody to monitor every single thing that everyone says on their influencer group, although Electronic Arts in the replies that we saw to this particular story says that they do, says that they monitor every last bit of it. And number four, 
Follow up if you find questionable practices. Now, here is the last part that the FTC says. It's unrealistic to expect you to be aware of every single statement made by a member of your network. But it's up to you to make a reasonable effort to know what participants in your network are saying. That said, it's unlikely that the activity of a rogue blogger would be the basis of a law enforcement action if your company has a reasonable training, monitoring, and compliance program in place. So all said, this is a pretty fair set of rules for the electronic arts of the world. Make sure that you're trying to fulfill your obligations to, to tell people that you're promoting your products through these influencer groups. And as long as you are taking reasonable steps, you've got a policy in place, you regularly have training programs, you look at what people are saying from time to time, then you're going to be okay in the FTC's world. But what you probably aren't going to be okay with is knowing what somebody has said, having them change their disclosure and having them change their disclosures so that they don't exist on a video that you know this person has an affiliation with you on. Now, I do think, as we talked about in this video, the fact that the actual review is so negative does either lower or completely eliminate the risk that essentially false advertising laws are trying to protect people from. There is very limited risk that anybody is going to be burned by the fact that GGG Man Lives has this relationship with Electronic Arts because he eviscerates Anthem, a game that I've actually enjoyed in the day or a day and a half that I've gotten a chance to play it so far. But he absolutely eviscerates the game. And so what false advertising laws are trying to protect, why you have to disclose that something is an advertisement or that it was promoted or that you got a copy of it is, there is believed to be a bias, and rightfully so, for people that have a commercial interest in the success of the people that are either giving them perks or giving them money. And so if they are reviewing something overly negatively, in all honesty, if he were to disclose that this content was actually sponsored by Electronic Arts, if anything, it just makes it a stronger negative review that he must really dislike this product if he's willing to take money from Electronic Arts and still review it negatively. All that being said, you can see in all the rules we discussed yesterday and the rules we've talked about today, they don't make that delineation. There isn't a discussion of whether it's a positive or negative review. There is some commentary on endorsements, and certainly negative reviews aren't really endorsing the product. Uh, but all other things being equal, the fact that this person received perks, received access, was a member of the Game Changers program to this specific product as late as a day ago, 24 hours ago, when he got these codes that he's giving away from EA Australia is a factor in all this. And I still question the fact that the video that he currently has up appears to have absolutely no reference to this EA affiliation, has no reference to his game changer status. And this story is one that I think people should be aware of. They should be knowledgeable, knowledgeable about uh, because even if Electronic Arts is completely in the right and they, they ask for this, and the only thing I can really think of is they terminated the sponsorship agreement, then that in and of itself is worth, uh, is worth looking into. Uh, because if someone's going to have a negative review and you're going to be able to use the very minute disclosure requirements to get that review taken down, to get that affiliation removed, and potentially to take that money back, then that in and of itself is power from the manufacturer. That in and of itself is power from the publisher. And we've talked about this both in the Ethics and Games Journalism video and in the Apex Legends video and in the Game Changer video from yesterday. There is power in access. There is power in compensation. And these folks, these influencers, these YouTubers, these streamers, uh, these Twitch folks, these Facebook folks, 
they are only one individual for the most part, so they naturally don't have the firewall between editorial control and commercial control that has been uh, a, a stalwart uh, byproduct of journalism in the modern age. And without that firewall, you're going to have more and more of these issues. Uh, and people are going to have to be aware of them. Electronic Arts is going to have to be aware of them. The game publishers of the world are going to have to be aware of them. And certainly, if you can lose your sponsorship for making an, a video that's too negative or for going public uh, with problems that you're having with their PR representatives or otherwise, that in and of itself could be a problem in the modern day and age where influencers are going to become more and more influencing. And that's really all I wanted to say about that tonight. Uh, I do think it's an interesting update. I'm very thankful for Game Daily Biz uh, and Mike Futter for looking into this issue. I think it's an important one, and I certainly think there's more being said here. There's more things happening here uh, than either GGG Man Lives has originally said or has said so far, and really that Electronic Arts has said so far, uh, because it simply doesn't make sense to me why a video would exist without the disclosure at all. Uh, so if you like this video, please do like, please subscribe. Again, this is a follow-up to a video from yesterday, so please do check that out as well. Uh, I do these videos a lot. I talk about a lot of video games. I talk about a lot of information technology and software and business and law and other things that catch my eye, including sports. I did a sports video earlier this uh, week that looked into the shoe contracts between universities uh, and uh, the teams and how players can be affected by those after Zion Williamson got injured. Uh, please do check those out. And as I've said on my other videos this week, and I intend to say uh, at the end of these videos in the future, the best engagement I get on these videos is when you share them around the communities that you're involved with that I simply can't get to uh, because I'm doing other things, whether that's law or, or spending time with my family or otherwise. So if you have a community that you think this would make sense to check out, please do share it there, whether it's a Reset Era or NeoGAF or another message board or a forum or Reddit or Tumblr or wherever. Uh, please do share it. I love getting that engagement. I love bringing new people in. And I love having these conversations. If you disagree with me, if you have anything else you add, please do comment. Uh, I'm always interested in hearing from you. Uh, so thanks again for watching or listening if you're listening on a podcast. And I will catch you on the next Virtual Legality.